0: What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed listening to Break Stuff, the story of Woodstock 99 on Luminary. Now continuing with our 99 theme, I wanted to let you guys know we've got all new episodes of The Rewatchables 1999 starting back up right now. Since we've returned, we have rewatched Eyes Wide Shut and Election, and up next is Never Been Kissed and many more 1999 classics. So make sure to check out The Rewatchables 1999 on Luminary. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad Stop.
1: The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's
0: is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey,
1: this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman.
0: My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shane Scanlon. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goof Raja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening yeah, yeah, you're, to this Man the the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man, the Masked
1: Man Show. Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Man Show. Masked Man Show.
0: Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm your host David Shoemaker, and joining me here in the studio, in the middle of a conversation that I had to cut in to introduce the show for my dear old friend, the most the most popular uh, man who's ever been on this podcast. Oh my god! Including myself, I don't know about that. It's the King of Sad style, Dan Saint Germain.
1: It's good to be back, <laughs> How everybody. That was uh, I had a fun three month co hosting run with you guys. It's you good did. to be it's good to be back we burned you out taking taking some Well, I, I had to make money but you know like uh you know the uh, it was it was great i miss i miss your fan base everybody
0: guys. wants to be a be, have a wrestling podcast and everybody wants to do it for free until they do it and then they're just like oh wait this is taking time away from things that i don't have to do for free by
1: the way uh check out total f and marks hosted by <laughs> Dan Saint Germain where i am doing the same thing i'm just doing it at another schedule um
0: yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of time, I've talked about this on the show before, we spent a lot of time over the past couple of weeks talking about the podcast schedule. Yeah. And and that it's boring and, and at some point we'll announce hey, we're on a different day maybe or something. But Right. Uh well, there's now all, it's gonna be really weird because yeah, Mondays we, and Friday. This is it. We got Monday, which just happened for the for the point of view of people listening to the show. Monday, on, Wednesday, Sunday, and Friday. Sun, so this week we had a pay per view on Sunday, Clash of Champions. It was good. We'll talk about yes, it. We so had it was Monday good. Night Raw. It was really good it too. It was really good. Then we had Tuesday and uh, i went outside and then today's wednesday as we record this but it's a weird time to record it cuz tonight is the network debut the usa debut of NXT live on USA it
1: is it looks like a fun card but think think just i know i know we actually have talked about not talking about this on the podcast beforehand but think in october if you're a true blue wrestling fan right and you want to do WBNAW, you have uh, raw on monday you have two shows: NXT and AEW on Wednesday, right. SmackDown Friday, and either a pay-per-view Saturday or Sunday. And this isn't even including if you're a New Japan or a AAA fan. Or no,
0: it's no, insane. it's, gu- it's going to be a lot, especially a, that w- when a, the pay per views and
1: an FS one show. There's no, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely nuts as far as how much content.
0: There is to consume. Before we get to Clash Champions, a couple of outside the ring things this week. One, there is this FS1 show that has finally been uh, mentioned out loud. Uh, I feel like I've been neglectful of my duties to not mention out loud. But that's the thing that's going to happen. Well,
1: yeah, Renee Young and Booker T, I think they're looking at those two people. Mm -hmm. At least the last article that I read. I I was talking to you about this before we started the podcast. The only thing that I hope for this FS1 show, I am excited about it, but I just don't want it to be like those NFL halftime shows or pregame shows where in, they're in a fake AstroTurf yeah. throwing a football in suits. Yeah. You know, I just don't want that. I don't know what they would do, like toss like a like a foam chair at one another. Or, mm-hmm. I I just don't want that element of it. I don't know what you'd replace that with, but I just don't want it to be like because all those guys too look like Vikings whenever they wear suits.
0: A hundred percent. Uh, all I care about is that Cletus, the football playing robot, is involved. That's all I really want. Dude, how kidding.
1: funny you guys probably already talked about this, but like when they went to the Fox headquarters and the robot was just standing in back of our truth yeah. and and uh no, the fl- and he's Maverick, there all the time. Drake, he just hangs out. And he doesn't fight. Mm-mm. Man, that's a fight you want to see. You wanna see I think Hulk Hogan now versus the robot would be <laughs> still a WrestleMania main event.
0: It would be really awesome. They've also started running SmackDown promos during football games. I saw that, which is a big deal, I guess. Everybody knows what it looks yeah. like, and I think the biggest news of the week. Good I think commercials mention too. Well, that's it. So we know. Here is what we learned on Tuesday, which I think that this is the biggest news of the week. It's that on October fourth, when SmackDown debuts on Fox, we're gonna have Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE what?
1: Championship. I've been, I mean, I've been predicting this for months. I know other people have too, but I just want to say, I said that they're saving it for fucking when Brock is gonna come to Fox first episode he's gonna take the strap from Kofi just try to get a monster rating
0: um the other thing that we i mean I have to mention alongside this since we're talking about the studio show is that the graphics that we saw to promote this on Smackdown were different and new and for the graphics heads out there uh, this is that's the that. beginning of what this thing is gonna look like so um it's really good man i mean i i don't I, I can't there I have some I've seen some stuff um that I can't even like really talk about but the um, well, just like, look, even not that, just
1: that was the first time I've heard a real Lesnar pop in yeah, forever. Yeah. You know, like oh, oh, like, oh, I'm excited Lesnar's here. For years, we've been bummed out whenever Brock Lesnar shows up because like, oh, it's going to be an entire burger about Brock Lesnar. But with the new day, it's totally different.
0: It is totally different. It's good to see. I mean, this is a great reason why uh, you got to mix up the main event scene. But it's also cool to see him on SmackDown. This will be the first time he's wrestled on smackdown 15 or actually years. in 50 or in on TV in 15 years yep. right definitely on smackdown the last time was on a smackdown um and i think that uh it, there there is something there's a lot of different things about it there's one thing that's like I, maybe this is really basic but it goes with all the graphics with all the presentation with all the fox stuff which is that like the reason why Lesnar's there is one because he's the biggest star in pro wrestling but two because yeah. fox does real sports and they want this they like they want this
1: MMA guy right.
0: who has legit Athletic credentials, which we, which is weirdly kind of the same reason that we all suspect Vince has him around, but like on you know in every other t- all the other times he's been around, but it seems so much more significant now because we know that Fox will take it seriously, sort of like Fox is doing it for sort of the right reasons. Does that make yeah. sense? And not just to like
1: a, look. There's a lot of encouraging things that happened this week. They announced the draft, and oh, they yeah. said that they're getting rid of the wild card rule, which is already
0: gone. Yeah. Um, so that's tremendous. Um, yeah, so we got the the Hell in a Cell is going to be the week after the debut of SmackDown on Fox. I kind of had my timeline messed up last week, but because... Which means that Kofi is not going to have a match at Hell in a Cell. Uh, unless he wins the title. We don't know what's going to happen on the day. I mean, listen, let's be honest here. We're expecting big things of SmackDown's debut on Fox. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm expecting lots of things. I have no idea what's going to happen. But if this were anything else... It it would not be unbelievable to have the, if it were if this were SmackDown is moving to Friday nights on the USA Network, it would be totally possible that they would put Brock Lesnar in a match against Kofi to pop the rating, right. and if that and and it would be totally believable if we were back here the next week making a podcast and saying, "Wow, they just did a schmoz in that match to set up both of their Hell in a Cell b- bouts or whatever." You know, I mean that. Like anything is possible.
1: I don't. I don't think so. Now with Brock, he's on limited dates, and they wor- have already worked the shit. But he, out of him but the
0: limited dates, he works like house shows in Poughkeepsie, where they have like one like VHS camera there. I I know, but that's still working for him.
1: Okay. The guy You're doesn't right. like You're he right. doesn't like people. He's been on record saying I don't like people. Listen,
0: I've been on record saying that too, and they keep making <laughs> me interact with people every day. Um. So, uh, so we're way far. We're way far ahead. But so they're gonna do the, They're they're gonna fight. You're right. They're gonna, so they're going to fight on October fourth. Then there's Hell in a Cell. Then I guess the following week is where the, when the draft is. Yes. So we're gonna so we're gonna have this reunion, with SmackDown like Legends episode with this big match and all, whatever. And it's gonna be we're all gonna watch. We're all gonna be excited. But then it's the next week that we're really gonna start getting excited about the, what the new era looks like. Yeah, of all of the work shoot things that we get excited about as wrestling fans, and I'm not just right. talking about go, dropping pipe bombs in the ring, but like working. Maria Canalis's pregnancy, real life pregnancy, into a storyline. We kind of like that more because it's based in reality, right? We like all these things that are like, oh, well, depending on your take from the segment last week, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just saying every time something, you know, when when Daniel Bryan, Daniel, the fact that Daniel Bryan, there are all the stories that like, well, that that was the whole thing of right. We like the real life stuff being worked in the storyline. My favorite, I think the cool, one of the coolest things that we're ever gonna, and we're never gonna hear the whole story, but one of the coolest things we're ever gonna have that's a real life thing playing out on screen, yeah is the draft, because it's really, really, truly, like, network executives saying, like, I want Roman Reigns on my show, and I'm giving you a $100 billion, so you better give, like, it's it's like negotiations.
1: It's, I mean, it's it's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan that I've been alive, I would have to say. Yep. As far as just, I mean, if you take an account of, I mean, first off, just the internet and the fact that you know, you could, have, you could see these New Japan and indie matches and old Ring of Honor matches. And they built new stars, which turned into a new company. And they have WWE that's expanding and moving towards, you know, like legitimate primetime networks. Um, it's, it's insane that it uh, is all this shit is going on right now.
0: So Clash of Champions was on Sunday and was maybe not, it was a really good show. Maybe not quite as monumental as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Only because... Were expecting I, it to be monumental? I just thought we were right on the precipice of all this shit happening, and this is when we're gonna... I don't know. I thought they were gonna set up a lot more when stuff. When I
1: heard that they were already announced that Bray Wyatt was facing the winner, I'm like, this is just to set that up. They already announced that? Yeah, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. He was gonna win...
0: He was gonna. Oh, f- you mean like they announced like ha- house show matches and stuff?
1: No, they announced... Like, before Clash of the Champions, they announced that the winner was gonna face uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend at Hell in a Cell. So... I figure the entire pay-per-view is building up Hell in a Cell.
0: Well, I totally missed that, and thank God I did, because you're right, that would have been a huge spoiler.
1: Yeah, It wasn't even a
0: spoiler, they announced it. That's what I mean, but it would have affected the way I watched the show. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, speaking of real life, I do want to say, working backwards of this show, the realest thing that has ever happened in pro wrestling, drafts, pipe bombs, shoot fights included... Yeah. The realest thing that's ever happened was Braun Strowman jumping off the top rope in that match. Because like (laughs) some there is no way to work that to work that bump that doesn't that's not just like you're the Brock Lesnar's jumping off a tall thing and landing on you.
1: I felt like I felt bad for both of them. (laughs) That's what a (laughs) wrestling match should be. Like I looked at Seth and I was like, I think he'll be fine. He'll know how to take it. But I looked at Braun and it was like It was literally a step away from him just looking like he was falling. Yeah. You know, he, like, controlled it enough that he looked like he wasn't just falling, but it was, yeah, it was uncomfortable to watch. Because I could also see the fear in Braun Strowman's eyes. Oh, yeah. Like, and I I could see him being like, oh, I hope I don't fuck this up. I don't hope I don't fuck this up. Yes. And Vader never had that. (laughs) Vader was just like, I'm going to just do this.
0: Yeah, Vader uh, yeah, probably didn't have that that part of, you know, his, his humanity clicked on. <laughs> um, but that was a really cool match. Uh I mean, I don't know how what, what there was to say about it except it is, I liked the match a lot. It was probably my favorite match of the night. I know people loved uh Becky and Sasha, but yeah, I, I really liked Becky and Sasha. Um, well, let's let's just run back through the cards. So Seth versus Braun was good. I mean, it was relatively short. All things considered, And Seth won. Right. Clean. But it told a really good story, I thought. And the payoff had a great Yeah. The, yeah, that that was good. Uh, there was a lot of good in ring storytelling on Sunday. Um, yeah. and that and that was really cool, but the payoff obviously was after the match when Seth went up on the ramp. They fake ended the show and then and then Bray was there or sorry, the fiend was there uh right. attacking him in the half flight, which is super creepy. They've done a good job of keeping that weird and creepy.
1: Yeah, man. It's uh it's <sighs> It's like over, but in a weird, it feels like it's over in the way the Joker is over in the Batman <laughs> yes. universe. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like hearing people pop for the fiend is kind of the creepiest thing about it. Yeah. Like, it is. You're like, what is going? Like, It's you- like when you, like. it's even creepier than when you like root for Jason because there's been so many Jasons. So you're like, all right, well, this movie is like... It is sort of like rooting for Jason, though, because yeah. it's
0: like when, you, when you're when you cheering for... If you walked into a... If you weren't a wrestling fan, if one of your buddies came over who yeah. wasn't a wrestling fan or your girlfriend walks in, whatever, and they see you cheering for whoever, Bobby Roode. You know, right. you're just like... You're like doing the glorious thing, but although, yeah. and then he's a bad they guy. They, they would just be like, you know what, I bet Bobby Roode is a good guy, so this makes sense, you know? Right. They see you cheering for The Fiend, and they're just like, what is wrong with you? Like, this guy <laughs> is so clearly a villain. And
1: also, it's the scariest uh, intro of all time. Yeah. Just with the lights going down, and I mean, it's the beginning of every horror movie. Yeah. Um, Which I'm sure, and I say that now, and it's kind of freaky, but I'm sure in like six months, it'll we'll be like, Ugh. yeah, you know, It's like the Nakamura Hill music. Well, You're like, can we switch this up a little bit?
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, so his face is, is inspired by the Joker too, which is, so it's an interesting parallel. But I think you're right. I mean, it's and it, I thought it was more. It looked like he
1: was like they were doing the Pennywise thing, but I, I don't. Yeah, know.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of different influences there. But either the, way, guys, clowns are scary. Clowns are scary. Um, it, it's it's a it's really interesting. Um, but anyway, he's so over they had to put him in the main event. They have to either put the belt on him or figure it out. That's what I think
1: and I've been I've been arguing with people all week which we may talk about about my on my podcast Total F and Marks, which comes out tomorrow guys. But we I've been arguing with people, you know, who have been saying like, "Oh, this is too fast of a push." I'm like, "What are you talking about? He's been building this for months. April debuted this thing. Then April they debuted it. He just has he's only had one match. But that doesn't mean they haven't been building this." Yeah. That's, uh, those are two different things. They haven't been building him as like a Brock Lesnar, destroy everyone to get to the rock, you know, sort of thing. Sure. But like they've been building him in a way like Mankind debuted against the Undertaker. Right. For right. the most part, like some there's some characters you just have to fucking strap a rocket to.
0: And listen, if you're this, if you're I'm want I th- I you, to curse on this. Yeah, you can. I, And if you're this over, if you're as over as he is right now. I mean, listen. Bray's not green. This is not like Braun Strowman debuting from Florida and strapping a rocket to his back. No, and I will say this about Braun: people have been
1: comparing him to the Big Show, but he's still getting pretty big pops. Yeah, like I don't think that there's a world in the future where you could have him be that super babyface at least for a year, like or a six month like run, like a Kofi run or a.
0: No, no, no. I think Braun Strowman's got a lot of potential. I think that I think they just need the. I think we're like another tweak away on his look. Before we figure that, out, I think I think that maybe we've hit the hilarious. End. Yeah, it's just t- the whole time is the fucking weird rat tail on the back. Yeah, there. I want to start a betting pool on on uh, countdown to Braun Strowman's shaving his head because that's gotta come as a man with a shaved head. That's gotta happen. <laughs> um, anyway, so but, I mean, the whole point is that is that Bray Wyatt has been doing this forever. He's got a he got a retooled gimmick. This th- yeah. this is exactly the example of when you push somebody to the top. Yes. Like somebody comes back with a with a slightly new look, they get a main event push. But that doesn't even settle that aside. He's so over right now. He's up, he's, he's more over than anybody gotta else. A win, right? Well, that's interesting. Now we start angling for. Are we talking about Braun versus? I mean, sorry, uh, Bray versus Brock at Survivor Series, champion versus champion. Like, is that is that? Well, a that thing was that originally
1: a, a WrestleMania main event plan. I mean, one of the main events in thirty-two before Dean Ambrose took that spot. Right. Yeah. I mean, mean, they did it last year, which is weirder With Daniel Bryan had just
0: turned heel and went against Brock. Yeah. This is less weird than that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I guess the idea is that I guess the the fiend versus anybody is sort of weird. The fiend versus like your most spooky supernatural character versus your most quote unquote real character is a weird, is is, a weird, but you know, whatever. It's great. It's going to work. Um, I I'm I have all the faith in the I'm gonna have all the faith in the world blindly blind faith towards uh, Bray Wyatt until they give me a reason to not have it. We had a good piece on the Ringer uh, yesterday as we were recording this by Tom Beasley about about and a bunch of good wrestling stuff on the Ringer, but that but uh, about the uh, Tom Beasley on the Fiend was really good. Now check sort of, it out. Um, but it is interesting too that we're like like you know coming kind of coming into this new era of WWE of, of pro wrestling. Vince has Vince said on the record. You know, we're not going to do the blood and guts thing that they do in AEW. Meanwhile, they're like bleeding. You know, I mean, they've they've had blood at several pay per views in the past year. Yeah, I mean, they'll I, pull that. They'll play that card whenever they want to. But it's interesting that we Vin, have look. WWE's identity is whatever the fuck is
1: whatever the fuck Vince is thinking at the moment. Exactly. And AEW is still working on theirs. You know. Yeah,
0: but but it's interesting that we're kind of uh, that we're f- featuring this very. Like legitimately scary character as the top guy in the company. It feels the
1: closest thing it, it feels like is to when the NWO showed up and then WWE was trying to compete. Hmm. I
0: don't know that's what the climate feels like right now. Oh, the climate, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, let's run back through this card again in reverse really quickly. Uh, the Eric Rowan Roman Reigns match was good. I mean, <laughs> Eric yeah. Rowan is my favorite wrestler. Great I think surprise, and then the big surprise at the end was that Luke Harper. Um, uh made a big
1: return. Yeah, I mean they look exactly like the Briscoes now. But they're kinda dressed exactly like that. They do, sort the of. Ring look, of they're just like giant
0: Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, it is weird. Maybe I should have known because Eric Rowan broke out his Bludgeon Brothers pants that, you know, something was afoot. Uh yeah. Luke Harper, of course, has been sitting home trying to get released or something. Right. Um Well they gave him I mean that's one thing that it's like it's better to
1: just take your ball and go home now. I mean, isn't aren't Sasha and Luke Harper examples of that? <laughs> like they came back now with a huge push yes. after like publicly or like we're saying cryptic stuff on social media.
0: This is Dan's entry. I mean, uh suggestion for the hottest take is that the best thing a wrestler can do is is try to quit. Um I Absolutely. think Absolutely. I think I have another hot take for this and that's yeah. the, so so this week I was I was doing, I was looking around at wrestling news before we did the podcast, and there's this news item that I totally missed, but that every whatever wrestling blog has now done a piece about. I think it's based on a Meltzer report that Vince is trying to bury Cedric Alexander. Oh, I read that today. So that's all over the place, whatever. And it's basically like, you know, the idea is that is that Heyman is is a big fan and wants to give him a push, and then Vince kind of swoops in and is like, have AJ squash him on the pre-show. You know I mean? That's whatever. Right. Now, who knows if any of this is true, um, I mean
1: that's exactly what happened. They squashed. I didn't the hear. Show. I didn't
0: hear the. I didn't read the original Meltzer report. If it was a podcast or whatever, it could have been an offhanded. Con- I,
1: I will say this about Cedric: it's like he's an amazing athlete and uh, can go. But I don't know what
0: the character I is. I mean, yet. for right now, he's a white meat baby face, and that's kind right. of fine. But the, but the the point of the, the point I'm trying to get to. Is yeah, but how many white meat baby faces can you have? Do you know what I mean? Well, the like, entire roster of 205 Live well, when yeah, they get so called up
1: as a white meat baby face, like. Chad Gable is a white meat babyface yeah. right now. There's just there's so many. Well, it's gonna help when they split the Ricochet's rosters. kind of like a white meat babyface. Yeah, you know, there's just R- too many. Like Cedric have to plays give that role a little bit better than Ricochet. I mean,
0: Ricochet's a better wrestler in Ricochet's any number more of ways. respected
1: and has just been doing it longer.
0: And I just don't think Ricochet's best role is white meat. I mean, I think he needs personality. He needs something there. But anyway, yeah. the, point that I'm to make the, cool the point that I'm trying to make is this. The point that I'm trying to make is this. Cedric Alexander, there's all these rumors that Vince is trying to squash him. And I'm, I mean, trying to bury him. I'm sitting here reading this and thinking, you know, he's been getting a good look. And maybe he hasn't reached his ceiling, but he's been getting a good look. And let's just say that they wanted to get Cedric Alexander over. Let's say that the, the big, like, like Paul Heyman is sitting right. in his room and he's like, I and is in the writer's room saying, my number one priority is, getting, is putting, getting Cedric Alexander to the main event of WrestleMania next year. Right. The best thing he could possibly do is start a rumor that Vince is trying to bury him. 150%.
1: Repeat the Daniel Bryan formula. It, you don't even need to, I mean, that's what, that's Becky Lynch, That's I mean, like, whatever. Everybody that gets over now. But Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan also backed it up. No, you
0: know? I'm not and saying little, they didn't like, back it I'm up. I'm not
1: talking about wrestling. Cedric clearly backs it up with wrestling, and he's a fine promo, but I'm just talking about, like, actual, like, I'm not even questioning Cedric people.
0: Alexander. I'm not, yeah. Now I'm questioning the very nature of reality. Like, Jesus. was Luke Harper actually trying to get fired? Or did they just say, like, we don't need you for six months. Go tweet like you want to get fired for a while. I mean, that would be the, you know, the greatest work the devil ever
1: pulled was making you think it was a shoot.
0: Just give people vacations. That be the name of your fucking episode, yeah. by the way. The Give people vacations. Give people a few months off. Rest. Recharge. If you're Luke Harper, obviously don't lift any weights or, you know, sit in the sun. And uh, and And then, but, like, the only condition is... When you cut like while you're gone, just tweet every once in a while with like an obscure Bible verse or like the implication (laughs) that you want to work for a like tweet a Young Bucks clip from YouTube. That's all we need you to do. Just do that once every couple of months. Yeah. And then when you come back, everyone's just like, what the hell? It's like, really? Right. I know we all like Luke Harper, right?
1: I know. All, I was, I've always been a huge Harper mark though. Like every, I always thought he was like misused from the beginning, but I there's, cause I'm a big Brody fan.
0: But in a world where there's like no shocking returns ever anymore, that was the most surprising thing they could have done.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only absolutely. more
0: surprising thing would have been to use him, but in a, in a more, in a, in a, in a bigger moment or something. But that, no, was, that was a
1: pretty fucking huge moment. It
0: was. So anyway, he That match was long. I will say that. Yeah. It that was, was a very little long. long. Um, it was, but and then it, I mean, I just can't separate it from Tuesday night where they went after Daniel Bryan, where they attacked Roman Reigns again. Right. I mean, the whole thing is super cool. Uh, Eric Rowan as like the brilliant monster is just fantastic. His interview with Michael Cole, I thought, was really good. This is a crazy notion, and I feel like
1: Eric Rowan's a baby face trapped inside a heels box. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I love this notion. Yeah. I know, I know, I know this. Here's why: because like you could see him struggling to be evil mm-hmm. in those promos, and I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something with him and Daniel Bryan where they made him actually the big baby face, you know, yeah. a less uh, a non-racist version of the fucking Virgil Million Dollar Man, <laughs> you know, like a like like that sort of that sort of thing where they could have made him, but now. You know, my only problem is just I I just there's just something there's something about his promos and he's doing a better job. It's not like watching Lars Sullivan do promos where you're like, oh, my God, this is this is tough. Yeah, there's something about his promos. I don't know. There's something missing still for me. And I can't really he's not quite pointed out. Yeah, but
0: I do. I do think that that Uh, tension between Babyface and healer, whatever it is, is kind of. He's almost doing the Daniel Bryan gimmick except in like real life because it's not like right. I, but Daniel Bryan it's I love this guy but he's playing a heel and he's saying things I don't like yeah. so I'm going to boo.
1: Yeah.
0: With Eric Rowan it's like the I kind of agree with him beating up Roman Reigns on some level. Yeah. I, he's not really saying anything I disagree with but he looks like well, a guy tried I have to kill him. I mean I No, I know, it, but yeah, it's yeah. Wrong, it's fake whatever. But I'm saying he just looks so much like a guy that we've been trained to boo our entire lives. Not just wrestling, movies, everything else. This is a giant, strong, bald man with a long beard. This is a villain.
1: It's the guy that Brad Pitt, like, kills first and like, Troy or something. Exactly. It's like... Exactly. it's It's that type of guy. But, you know, how funny is it, though, that, like, you know, like, even though Daniel Bryan was getting booed on Tuesday, I have such confidence... In him as a professional wrestler, that I know that whatever way they turn in babyface is going to work. <laughs> like, yeah, I
0: thought actually Tuesday was really instructive, just as far as like he he wants like they're trying they're trying to get it right, but they but this turn is happening in real time. I mean, it was he came out and he was like, I just want to remind you guys that I'm yeah. a heel, and now right. I'm going to give they you kind of did with Joe but, a month ago, right? But now I'm going to give you the point by point the evolution of the character, right. And then at the very moment where I have to choose if I'm a healer or a babyface, I'm going to get attacked by a big, scary guy. Like, that's how wrestling turns should work. That's it's like right. wrestling psychology. I mean, do you think
1: he's full babyface if he comes and rescues Roman Reigns next week?
0: Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. If you he did people, that. Yeah will, yeah, yeah.
1: will people jump on Daniel yes. Bryan? Yes. Again, yes. Like, he, like he used to be.
0: I'm fully of the opinion that there's not that like this is a edict from somebody at the fox headquarters like we just want we want the yes chant on our first episode.
1: Exactly. Well, that's the thing where they're like they don't have enough strong baby faces and yeah. even though Daniel Bryan kills it as a heel they kind of need him as a baby
0: face. Yeah. They did a great job with him. Okay, we got to keep going through this card. Kofi Kingston beat Randy Orton in a in a match that basically just cleared the deck for for Braun Strowman, I mean for Brock Lesnar, dang. Yeah. Uh which no, same, but that was a good little match. Same 20 same minutes, best. like it was it
1: I liked it better than the internet did. I, yeah. And I thought the ending was creative with when RK when he did the injured RKO and yeah, you know I thought it was a good I thought the in itself the story the story was better than the matches yeah I mean I, I mean no one can disagree with that but. It was still a good story and it and Randy or Randy putting him over like that solidified him as having a he had a good run. He yeah. A good run. I think so. it wasn't too. like a Rey Mysterio. They're
0: talking about it like it's over. Kofi's going to win. Kofi's going to beat. Kofi's going to beat Lesnar. There was an article on cage side seats, which maybe I shouldn't bring up because it's your
1: competitor, but they're not. a competitor. Oh, they're not. I have no idea how this mm-hmm. works, uh, but we don't have they said Brock Lesnar is inevitable like he was Thanos or something. They had an article.
0: Yeah. Something like that. That sounds like something we would publish those. So that is. So we're so talk, so talking <laughs> about it anyway. Uh, Sasha Banks uh, d- uh, over Becky Lynch by disqualification. The finish of that one was a little bit schmozzy. Maybe I just didn't have the volume up loud enough. Like I could, I thought that right. I thought the match was already over by the time that they called it. But, uh, but again, the story they told in that match I thought was really good. Better Sasha such a good wrestler.
1: I forgot how good of a fucking wrestler she is in the ring. She is really. good. I get good. nervous sometimes about her
0: concussions because her head sometimes, like in that Hell in a Cell yeah. match. But she is so. good. There are other. It. I'm trying to think of the right example. There have been people before but I've talked about the, like, who are like this. But I've, I've definitely said this about Sasha Banks before too. Is that she's? Is that you? What What lives on in your memory are like the bot, not the botches, but like the scary moments. You yes. know what I mean? That or then there th- have been those. You think of about her, her moveset and small you, th- yeah. And you think about her, you imagine her doing the Meteora and you're just like, Well, wow, that feels like a dangerous move. Like that yeah. feels like why is she <laughs> you know, like whatever. But like it's but it's always great, man.
1: Well, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm nervous. But you know, like I'm like everyone's like Charlotte's the best. And Charlotte's like is one of the best wrestlers in the company. But then I watched the past couple of Sasha matches and I'm like, She's up there with her. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And um I mean I'm talking Bell to Bell. I'm not talking promo.
0: She's the, the promo's tough.
1: Promos tough. Promos tough. Because she had so much potential with the promos coming up. The
0: Bailey's are all all right so far. Yeah, no, I think Bailey is Bailey's loving being a heel, and that's and that's that's showing through. Um, She's doing it the right way. She's uh, not changing her
1: character that much.
0: I don't know what the right move is for Sasha and her promos, but I feel like the answer is not for her to be just cutting like just you know these encyclopedic like like rock style promos like did just like. But she had a good response to offset this week. On Twitter, she can. She's good though. She's smart. She knows. She's. But if there's something just about the delivery where I'm just like, it feels like someone doing a promo, cutting if a promo. If she right? does, like, if you if you hear her, her voice, like in a sentence, her voice goes
1: up in the middle and then comes down. It's just a. It's just uh-huh. a thing that uh, it's something I've noticed with her promos is that like in the middle of a sentence she'll like she'll inflect something that doesn't need to be inflected. Right. It's not like she's she's not jumbling the promos. It's just that whatever the way her speech pattern is, it's like there's there's one, you know, fucking inflection that's in there. I think her gimmick could
0: survive not talking that much. Anyway. You think so? She, I mean, she's too cool for school. She doesn't have to talk. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that's true. But That that's was a, true. That was a really good match. And I guess, we well, you're going to see them at Hell in a Cell, huh? Yeah, and I, I can't wait for that match. I mean, I, the last one was Charlotte
1: and Sasha, and that was the perfect example of... Like, a a great match that was also terrifying to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I think it'll be good, and hopefully they... You know, it's weird. I kind of want them to keep it more grounded, like they do with, like, you know... With, you know, remember the Brock and Taker, the first Hell in a Cell match, how grounded that was? Yeah. Like, if they kept it, I, I'd almost prefer to see them keep it a little more grounded
0: than go for the high spots. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's gonna... I mean, man... Booking a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in 2019 with AEW breathing down your neck has got to be quite a task. What can you do anymore? Yeah. You, know, you know, like everything that's been done. There's, I've thought of maybe a couple things that can be done and don't even know. I don't even know if those would work. No, it's really hard. They'll figure something out, though. They'll have one big spot. But I think you're right. I mean, I just think these two have good chemistry a lot of the time. So it'll, I hope they they, they focus yeah. on that. Um Tell me if you want to, tell me what you want to jump in on any of this stuff. Okay. Uh uh Nakamura beat the Miz, um, and then and then beat up Ali on Tuesday night. Um Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained against uh Fire and Desire. The revival uh won the tag team championships from the New Day. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean the New Day doesn't need the titles. It's yeah. in that weird they're in that position, especially now with you know, let's say Brock wins the title from Kofi on the first show. <laughs> uh, you know, a perfect a perfect person to slide in after he's done feuding with Kofi is
0: Big E, because yeah. it's a very believable matchup. Yeah, I was thinking that on Tuesday night too. It's the first time. Like, I like I I think Kofi is the as the top guy in that in that triad is the right was the right choice and continues to be. But yeah, I mean, I could you could see a world in which they're just like trying out everybody yeah. against Lesnar to see what works. Um I think that would work what if it, what if they all what if what if Kofi tries and fails big e they're like oh, well th- now we have the muscle man and but he tries and fails, then somehow Xavier woods pulls it off well, I think the only thing that's, that's that would be i mean that's not going to happen, but like that that would Can he be, use his
1: brain i mean maybe maybe a non title match, you know like hurricane pinning the rock, but like I, it, you know i it's gonna be interesting to see who they're gonna feud Brock with if they keep the strap on him. obviously Kevin owens is is a, a clear slot. but then it's like then you get to the baby faces and you have Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, and we just saw Daniel Bryan last year, and we've seen the Roman Reigns stuff to death. Mm-hmm.
0: So we don't necessarily, you know. But I'm, I'm future trip, and we'll see where that. And we'll see lands. what the kind of rosters they had. The other, I mean, the next thing was Bailey uh, retaining against Charlotte, and my thought, and I mean, my, uh, it seemed I was a little bit surprised by that finish, and I don't, I don't know why, but the, but. Oh, I liked it, but for no, no, I I thought it was a great match, and it was really it was well done. For some reason, I was really trying to read a lot into that match about the 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 future roster of SmackDown, right? Because that's Mm. the championship belt, and I have no idea if these champions are going to be in the draft or like what how all that that stuff's going to work. But that's what I was like. That's what I was focused on. I don't even know what I if I made. I mean, there's nothing really take from that except that like. Well,
1: I mean, I just thought it was a cool match because this just sounds so counterintuitive, but. Charlotte has so many great matches. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see her in like a three minute match where she got like fucked over. Yeah. Like you never like see like that. And it's an interesting development for a character, you know, to be like, okay, I'm not going to try to, you know, put on an hour Broadway for you guys. I'm sure. just going to develop this other character storyline. It'll be
0: interesting to see how babyface they let her be in this feud, too. I think that she's definitely one where, regardless of, it's like she, Triple H. It's hard. Yeah, she. But and she. It's hard for her to play babyface. It's hard for her to kind of not be babyface too. You know, because she's just so well known. And and if Randy she, Orton syndrome. Yeah, and if she ends up on Fox, you know that they're, she's going to be doing all this PR for them. You know, she'll be out. She'll be a, a big public face, regardless of her quote unquote, heel or babyface status. So she will have to be she's, a little bit. Big. She's great at. She's great at that kind of um, stuff. Ro- Rude and Ziggler are your new Raw tag team champions. Do you like them as a tag team? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's. Uh,
1: I was a little bit disappointed that the Rude and Rollins match didn't get more time on, on Monday, Monday. Yeah, I love the ending, obviously, with what happened with Kane and uh, the Fiend. I love that, but I, I actually think I want to see those two put on a like a, a, a clinic. Yeah, because they both, you know, they both are tremendous wrestlers, and um, yeah, I'm I'm
0: fine with it. Yeah, the, the, I thought for some reason I loved seeing the club run in. Just to be like, yeah. we're gonna be the, We're like we're the heels that exist solely for like the just, just being heelish. Yeah, to heal to heal up, and then we're gonna we're setting up a thing that's about to happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we're not specifically involved with all the people in the ring right now. Right, we're just heels. Yeah, I thought that was. But really I, good.
1: you know, like together, it's like, I mean, that's they're fucking they're so athletic. I mean, it's just a, it's a great. I mean, that's a great looking pair. I'm starting to sound like Vince now.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at those physical specimens! It is true. I don't think that every I don't think that every tag team needs to go the route of like Bobby Roode and and uh, and uh, Chad Gable, where they like start looking exactly the same. But I right. get, but I'm not against. Like, I do think you kind of need something. Like, get the same color pants on. Yeah, or maybe something.
1: they, maybe they both wear pants. Maybe does Ziggler wear a robe?
0: I don't know if I want that. I don't know. I mean, it's I love the glorious thing. It's it's a great gimmick. I, 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 I love singing too, along.
1: It's, it's almost. Like his gimmick in TNA, he was so good in TNA as that character. And it was much more of like a, almost like a badass, just like, like, like Southern, like kick shit heel. So it's weird seeing him as this, like, as a more flamboyant character.
0: He's very good, but it's, I've said it all along. It just feels very performative. Like it seems like he's, he learned how to do this entrance and there's no DV, there's no variations. There's no, it's not, it's not his character. Ziggler would be better with the rope. Yes. (laughs)
1: but it's also I think it's just a good it's good to have guys that look like that on Raw. If we have the revival as the tag team champions on SmackDown, because you're like, look at these different,
0: yeah, body think types. About, well, you know, Bobby Roode obviously or Robert Roode, sorry, like he had the mustache yeah. for about 15 minutes, and he uh, and he and he was doing the Rick Roode thing. But Rick Roode is like an instructive point of reference because he's he had the robe, but he didn't to like flounce to the ring like. Macho man When he had the big wings Connected to his robe well, he also, Or even like, like
1: Rick... He used the robe Like Val Venus,
0: Yeah know? It was very There's a very lurid Sort of aspect to it But yeah. he was also Just like a tough guy You know He had the like Sailor tattoos And like a, Just a mustache yeah. And he was just like Whatever I'm sure
1: Bobby Roode Is a, is a tough guy <laughs> That's what I mean I'm saying Bobby yeah. Roode Should
0: be more like that And less like Doing this like Like Ric Flair, like there's, you know, like classical music playing in the background thing. You know, you wear a robe because you're a wrestler, but that doesn't mean you have to like be like a, no, he like a be- chicken he, shit.
1: I mean, here's the thing is like, he looks like, he'd work better as a heel as like the bad guy from Roadhouse. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not, not Ben Gazzara, the guy who's underneath him. Um, but like having that like fucking, like I just got out of prison yes. and barbed wire tattoos and like the jean shirt that's like sleeveless.
0: Yes. No, I totally agree. I think that I'm I, part, I'm just becoming a WWE creative character now. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I think he, I wish he would sell the mustache too.
1: Oh, if he would sell it? Yeah. That would, that would be the, you know, every kid would lose that by the time they got to their car and then they would be crying. Like that would be the, the piece of merchandise parents Oh, get the mustache... yeah. But here's at the thing. The
0: most. Bobby Roode looked good with the beard when like nobody else had beards and now everybody has a beard and he just looks like, I don't know. He looks like he forgot to shave. He needs just the mustache, the good look. Just the mustache. It. Um, so anyway, we had enough time talking about those. But, oh, we were talking about Bobby Roode's various gimmicks. You know, what I was just thinking of was uh, the fact that Cesaro <laughs> is now apparently wrestling in culottes and like and, and boat shoes. What, what, what is this? Maybe what? that was like the deal where he's like, all right, if you want me to put people
1: over for the next couple of months, I just want to dress comfortably. But he, yeah. <laughs> well
0: like, he he put on dress comfortably. He put on he got a new gimmick, he got a new look after he split up with Cesaro, which was only like a couple months ago. And now he's, he's going, got another look. Now he's going back to the old school Cesaro where like every three weeks they're just like put him in a beret. Is there any way can we get one of those long plastic cigarette holders I, for I, him? I don't know. I mean, the thing is he's still putting
1: on great matches. He it's is. just he's uh you know, it's just He's he's the fucking now he's your dreaded good hand, Yes You know
0: for WWE the dreaded good hand title, as Sean Spears would say. Uh, he, he's really fantastic. Maybe he'll get maybe maybe we should start a rumor that Vince wants to bury him, and then he'll be the champion by WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: speaking of other people making uh, surprise returns, um, we got the return of Rusev on Monday night. Was that was that that was that more or less shocking than than Luke Harper? I guess Luke Harper's return. Well, Luke Madden Harper's a lot more. was way more shocking. Yeah, but
1: Rusev's was way more confusing. I would. Say Is that he actually supposed to be the
0: father of that child? I
1: I don't know. I just saw uh, like a thumbnail that said Rusev. You know, it was basically Rusev being elusive on whether or not he was the father of the baby. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I don't know, man. It's. You know, I, w- I really thought and this was something I was completely wrong on, I thought that, that he was going to be one of the guys showing up at AEW with uh that Chris Jericho was saying was one of the big surprises. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm I was surprised in that way. And then I was kind of like like, because I kinda you know, I in the beginning I really liked this Maria gimmick, but now it's like turned into two attitude era E. Yeah. And uh and a little bit you know, so I, I you know, I'm kinda like and everybody knows
0: he's with Lana. <laughs> too like that's what's interesting that's yeah. what's
1: also interesting
0: anyway it's good to see rusev back he looks like he's in fantastic shape the, the more he time, does
1: look like he's in good shape rusev
0: the more times he gets injured or gets taken off tv or takes his ball and goes home or whatever you want to say and he every time he comes did back to
1: that i don't, what, what, I, what I don't, don't remember
0: i don't really care Sorry. he was tag te- he was teaming with nakamura and then he disappeared I don't, I don't know but every time he disappears he comes back 20 pounds lighter and with, like, shorter hair. Like, he, like he'll, if this happens again, I'm worried for the guy's health. He's Can gonna, you imagine? He's going to be on 205 Live the next time he comes out. Like,
1: I can't eat healthy as a stand-up comedian on the road. And I'm usually at one club. Actually, I'll be at Vermont Comedy Club this weekend. Yeah. Uh, from Thursday to, I mean, yeah, Thursday to Saturday. So please check it out on dancadramed.net's schedule. get um, a link there. But I'm at, like, one place, and I still eat, like, shit. You know what I mean? Like when you're on the road, you just eat like shit. So I can't imagine these guys who are, what are we going from town to town, airport to airport, seeing Aunt Annie's everywhere, and then just hoping that the golden corral you're at makes a good steamed chicken and vegetables,
0: which they probably don't. A lot of the crazy guys now are on all these meal prep things. They just carry their food around everywhere. I think Aunt Annie's probably gets a little bit old after a while. Although the only thing that saves me when I travel is the fact that there's always a line at Aunt Annie's. Like every time I walk yeah. by, I'm like, I will wait behind one person to get a bowl of delicious trash, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna wait yeah. in a long line. I won't even wait. It because you start thinking about you start thinking about yourself and the choices you've
1: made no, when I, you're online at yeah, an Arby's. I you're like, start. maybe this isn't yeah. the best way to go.
0: <laughs> First of all, what Arby's. Wrong. I will wait in line at Arby's. I'm, not, I'm I have no problem. with Look, that. I, I mean, I, I just ordered. I had. A, I, I got. A, I had a big beef and cheese last week or two weeks ago delicious i th- i mean i would but i'm terrible at it it's not just the, it's not the junk food it's just the general thing it's like you sit down at the at a restaurant you'll start ordering room service at the hotel every single meal it's like hey i'm on vacation it's the hey i'm on vacation mentality yeah. no matter if you're on the if you're not in your in, within five blocks of your house it's hey i'm on vacation i agree but i know for all these guys it's so much easier when they're at home and that's what's happening with Rusev. He goes off, gets off the road for two months, and so he cuts like, a bunch of weight. Here's the thing that is even more
1: amazing to me: in the '90s, like these guys, like you know, like Nash and Hall and Michaels, they were getting hammered and going to Waffle Houses, mm-hmm. and they weren't ordering the waffles. Like being that drunk, they were ordering like grilled chicken and shit like that. They weren't really? ordering. Yeah, they would still like ask for healthy shit. I can't imagine like being drunk or being like super high and then being like, "Okay, uh, could I just get um some quinella, canola? <laughs> you know, like that's it's so,
0: that takes such weird discipline. Maybe that's you know Triple H was always the sober guy. He drove. He them was and a stuff sober. Like that. Well, he
1: had that clip just on the WWE Network now where he's like, it was the most humorless thing I've ever seen. Where he's like, he's like, like a timer went off and he took out like a thing of nuts and he started eating it and he's like, you know, um, food's just. Fuel for me at this point. Yeah, you
0: know? uh, I I don't know. I mean, I, I've limited interaction with Triple H, but I can totally vouch for that. Like he's yes. just, it's just a. He's yeah. taking the fun out of food. Yes, but maybe that was his role back then too. Maybe instead of he wasn't just the sober driver, he was the Mister Take Fun Out of Food. Maybe every time they went to the Waffle House, oh, he was He just for grabs people. the waiter before he comes over, and he's just like six grilled chicken breasts. Don't even <laughs> cut. Like when you're done, you wave your hand from across the room, right. and I will come bring them to the table. Right, and but then I hear those freakish stories about like
1: some people like, like Batista it, being able to eat like a dozen donuts and then still looking amazing.
0: Well, yeah, when you're when you're that big and you're working out that much, then yes, that you will absolutely do it. Bra- I mean, we talked to Schilling, and I talked to uh Str- Braun a long time ago, and I was, asked him what is. Well,
1: he's fucking lean now.
0: Yeah, he's lost a lot, but but, but still, he goes through so much. He, he how eats, much food does that guy eat? I, I asked for what his Chipotle order was. Because he like oh, lives upstairs that. from a Chipotle, and it was just yeah. like everything in the store on a bowl, pl- in a bowl, please. Like it was just incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. Jim, you can research that for all the uh, hungry fans <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I know, I had a friend, uh, actually a guy uh, yeah. who writes for the Ringer, who told me a story about hanging out with some some of the biggest names in the World's Strongest Man competition. Yeah. Um, this is Oliver Lee Bateman his Twitter handle is Mustache Club US check him out he wrote a great piece this week too about AEW and the history of bleeding and wrestling but he told me a story one time about having dinner with uh, these two World's Strongest Men they were having yeah. bar- at a barbecue restaurant just housing barbecue and they were like both concerned they they were like in real time complaining that they weren't intaking protein fast enough at Dude, a barbecue w-
1: restaurant w- World's Strongest Men competitions like are I mean watching those guys it just looks so unhealthy you know, like bodybuilding is already unhealthy, but just to like be able to push it and like to see how these guys eat. I'm like, this isn't good
0: for anybody.
1: And and they say that. That's why they got to stop. They're like, I don't want to have heart problems.
0: Yeah, well, that's where Braun comes from. So maybe it's good that he's leaning down anyway. Yeah, I absolutely think it's good. He just got a big show. Route. We just got a press release. This is not a gimmick from Fox Sports um, announcing that they're going to have a giant blue carpet celebration for their first episode. But uh, on Friday, the Friday before. Uh, on September 27th, the Friday before the first episode of SmackDown on Fox, Charlotte and The Miz are hosting uh, a show with the most memorable moments from SmackDown history. And then on Sunday, September 29th, John Cena is narrating WrestleMania's legendary moments, which I guess will be on Fox as well. So they're kind of like giving everybody a primer? Yeah. And also they got John Cena involved. And like I said, what right. I said, I was Charlotte doing PR. Besides the Charlotte and The Miz are going to be right there, front and
1: center. It's like it goes like The Rock, John Cena, and Conrad Thompson as far as the
0: busiest men in show business. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wrestling, anyway. Jim, what else do we need to talk about? What did I forget? KO is suing Shane. You think that's real?
1: Oh Jesus Christ! I
0: that's my my response exactly.
1: I, I don't want to even. T- I mean, it's on. It was on my list too, but I, it's like I'm just so fucking sick of this story. Now. I was getting
0: text messages about how it's like it's boring to talk about. Yeah, about like people jokingly taking issue with the legal the like the legal questions here. It, it's just they're just How do you I'm just uh, sick of this fucking storyline. It's like the point they yes. could do anything. And last week he was he was teasing going to NXT, which is like at least like let that be like give us that hope. This storyline is so bad between two people who've made great storylines
1: before that I think if CM Punk debuted through this storyline, it wouldn't be as big. Like that's how bad this storyline is. We're so dull. It's not even bad. It's not like it's not like Bobby Lashley's sister's bad where you're like, This is ridiculous. You're just like, I want this to be over. Do we have to do another priority thing? If
0: they brought in Kevin Nash and he said he sent himself a text message, that would be a step in the that would be a step in the right direction <laughs> that for this is
1: insane. I remember that. That was wow, that was crazy. The, you're how right. Badly they botched that. This
0: is a this is a master class. And how if you get everything two degrees off from right, it's really bad. <laughs> like, give WWE credit for getting things only one degree off most of the time. Because yeah. this is, like, like you can understand why they're doing making all the choices they made. You can understand how you went from a very promising dry race outline of this storyline. Right. You can understand how that made sense, like, six months ago in a writer's room. And now the fact that we're here and we're just, like, so, like, how... I'm sure that in their head they're like, oh, it's going to be so cool to now see because the
1: last time we saw this, Shane was the babyface and Kevin Owens was the heel. But now Kevin Owens is going to be the babyface and Shane's going to be the heel. And that never works. It didn't work with Stone Cold and Angle. I'm sorry, people who thought it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't work for me. I mean, I guess Harden-Austin is like the one exception, but I, I, I'm i just – I just want Kevin Owens to go to NXT <laughs> and and like – for him down there. Or how about like, this?
0: I want Kevin Owens to get fired and then not show up for work for not show up to work the next week. Just like give us some time give us a like have him actually like, Just
1: stop with the authority figures. The best authority figure on re- in wrestling right now is William Regal on NXT. Because yeah. he's basically
0: just what would happen if Jack Tunney could act, you know? Well, get ready because we're all gonna hate everything about NXT in about a month. And once it gets on USA, we're all Do just you think fu-
1: Triple H is gonna fuck with it?
0: No, no. I just think now that it's on TV, we're all gonna decide we hate it. It's like it's gonna get the Corey Graves treatment it's you just like so? we, we're gonna love it for a month and then we're gonna start nitpicking it still. people hate Corey no, Graves people hate Corey I mean it's not he's not, the, he's not the best example this has been happening forever every time something I happens we're just pro- like I, I didn't didn't love know this Corey thing I Corey Graves was like uh, hated on I didn't know he had like Wid- widely hated wow he talks I li- too much like, I, I, I like him I think the general consensus is listen Corey Graves is good but can't he just shut up every once in a while yeah
1: I mean you could you could have said that about The Rock back in the
0: day you could have said that about Bobby Heenan yeah absolutely Better example. Uh, listen. Bring Art Donovan back. I am so out on heavy machinery, I can't even tell you. You're so out? Yeah, I just am not interested in Otis taking his shirt off. <sighs> it's just weird. It's
1: like a Chris Farley character, and you're like... Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm looking at And I'm just thing. like, I just, you know, and it's like, it, you know, it's it's just it's just not working. You know, I I, I could I, he has charisma. Otis has charisma. No, I think he's, yeah, I think he has a ton of I charisma. I just don't, I don't know, man. They have to like, do something different, because like at least with Rikishi, it was kind of based in reality when he did the dance. No,
0: it wasn't. I don't know why this isn't working. It yeah, just, just pre- isn't working. We didn't I'm even talk to come about up it. with some. Do you, you want to talk about Baron Corbin or Chad Gable? King Corbin. I thought I thought it was great that he won on Monday night. It was a really good match. I'm not sure that Chad Gable smushing his crown or whatever is. Uh, I was kind of re- I was kind of eager to see Baron Corbin wearing a cape and a crown. I guess they
1: could give him a new cape and a crown, that's true. but. I mean, uh, anything better than the outfit he wears now?
0: The he looked good in the suit on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, Gable. Do you think Gable's got a bright future? I will.
1: I loved Gable when he was with, um, what's his name? Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan in NXT. Um, I loved that match he had with AJ Styles on SmackDown. This was maybe like a year or two ago when AJ was still like a babyface champ. So I really like. Chad Gable, I, you know, he doesn't seem like he's the strongest promo in the world, but I don't know if that's because they haven't let him off the leash yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So I do see upside to him. I think that, you know, like you said, when, if they eventually start to phase 205 live out, which, you know, the rumblings are that that's eventually going to happen, you're going to have a lot of these, you know, similar babyface type stories of Chad Gable and, Cedric Alexander and, you know, even like Tony Nese, like all these people that kind of have the same yeah trajectory. So how are you going to make this different? Uh, I think it's more of a booking question than it is whether or not I like Chad Gable. Speaking of
0: uh, speaking of some of those dudes, I mean, if they do if they do get rid of two hundred five, it'll be to. I mean, I think they'll probably keep it on because they gotta have something on the network. We're gonna have tiered network subscriptions in January or whatever, and they're gonna oh that's another just thing pulling I stuff even away. Thought about but wow. they so so they're talking about getting evolve on there and like they've talked mm-hmm. to other indies about putting content on. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But anyway, they'll probably be able to buy Ring of Honor. The point, point. well, oof. Um, but the point <laughs> the point is. They're taking NXT off the network because it's debuting tonight on the USA Network. The second
1: hour will be on the WWE Network.
0: Oh, that's right for for two weeks, and then the full two hours. I think. Uh, be but on. so tonight we get Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle, which will be a lot of fun. Haven't
1: we seen that already?
0: Yeah, but this is the street fight. Oh, okay, But they're cool. no, I mean, but I mean, it's like good. Both of those guys. And uh, I mean, what? It's a good use of Killian Dane. Uh, feels appropriate yeah. and a good way to 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 keep Matt Riddle kind of occupied for a while, and then. Oh, and then we got Velveteen Dream versus Roddy Strong. That's the that's the match I'm super excited for. Do you think we're going to debut? There's a lot of people suspecting that we're going to open up the real first step, or the 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 Wednesday Night Wars will have the Is this undisputed- for the North American yeah. Championship. Yeah. So the so the, so the uh, the undisputed Eric could have all the belts when the Wednesday and Night then, Wars, and start. then and then Velveteen Dream goes to either
1: Raw or SmackDown.
0: I think of all the people on the roster right now. That's he. he's the only he, he's the number one he's call up. fucking ready to go and would do great on either brand as long as I think he's a, fuck I, him up. I think that he My guess, this is not based on any inside information. He feels like a Smackdown guy to me. And the reason he does too. There, there's a lot me. of re, there's a lot of reasons. But for me, I think it's that I'm not sure if he would be an immediate call up unless there was somebody a new voice in the room who was like, I, I need that guy on my show and i know that there's a lot of people who who have him on a you know a top 5 list over yeah. you know and the, it, i mean it's he feel, it feels like uh, this is a long way of saying if if the status, if if none of this had happened if nxt were never if 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 smackdown weren't moving to fox if nxt weren't moving to usa i think he might stay in nxt for another 6 months 9 months Well, they months may want to like crown him with
1: you know the world yeah. title that that may be a trajectory who knows but i mean this i feels think like it's... A, this feels
0: like an actual behind the scenes call up and so if it happens and i will well, say fox
1: the awesome thing about nxt Staying on USA Network is there is a bunch of people that we love that are on NXT, NXT mm-hmm. that we know probably wouldn't transition to the main roster yes. that are going to stay on NXT yes. and still do great work. So, like Johnny Gargano, I mean, like I think the Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Sicilian Psychopath. There's a few people that I just think would work better on NXT. And that's not to demean, you know, what they've done. I love all those guys. I just think that they're, you know,
0: they're they're better suited for like almost a mid south old school type of show. Totally agree. Totally agree. I hope they keep it different. Um, we have a fatal four way too for the number one contender for. Oh, Shayna was Baze Rhea
1: there. Rhea Ripley? Well, it's still, added? it's still it's
0: still it's still listed as a four way on the on dot Com, but I thought it was she, it was Ripley added because I I think she's that was really the deal impressive. that was the deal last week. She doesn't seem to be added yet, which seems weird because she does seem like the right person for that. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's great. But maybe, but maybe this is just an Io Shirai or you know Candice LeRae move that they're making here, or maybe both of them. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, there's an ad for the new SmackDown. Oh, I guess it's celebrating 20 years. I was like, why is Hulk Hogan's face poking out behind Becky Lynch? Um, it's really weird. It's this is a really funny ad. It's it's Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Randy Orton, and then Sting and Hulk Hogan for no particular reason. I mean. Because it's twenty years, but it's a weird. Sounds mismatch. like the
1: worst buddy comedy I've ever heard. Of.
0: Sting and Hulk Hogan, or all of them together. All of them together. Um, we get Sting,
1: dude. There's nothing funnier than just Sting wearing a suit and tie and having the face makeup on when he's going to corporate events. If you get a chance to see it, it's fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. I also love the thing that's that's persisted from the very beginning of Sting. If you go back and watch old yeah. WCW tape, it's there. It's that he can he he wears he doesn't always wear the face paint, but when he doesn't, he's always wearing sunglasses. That like the sunglasses are necessary necessarily balance out the lack yeah, of face paint. It's a uh, yeah, it's like white guy lucha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of
0: what he is. Um, speaking of white guy lucha, by the way, is the name of our new spinoff podcast. Um, <laughs> me and Dan saint Germain talking Triple uh, A already sounds problematic. Yeah, so it I'm is stepping out. All right, you've been fired from Waiko Lucha. God damn it! Uh, already, yeah, just that's all it took. Listen, uh, we got to get out of here. Dan, want to do your plugs one more oh time? My
1: yeah, I, I, oh my god! oh, um, no, I'm, I have a podcast, Total Eleven Marks, on uh, on the All Things Comedy Network. That me and my co-host Scotty Chaplin, uh, we talk wrestling. We're gonna be. I I guarantee you we'll be talking about stuff that wasn't on this episode of The Rear tomorrow. Maybe a couple things will overlap, but you're going to get a whole new show. So if you like me on here, you can check me out on Total F and Marks and all things comedy. And more importantly, uh, I'm going to be at the, uh, or just as importantly, I guess, um, I will be at the Vermont Comedy Club uh, September 19th till September 21st. Ticket links are on my Instagram bio or on my website. I'm really trying to get people out there, so please come on out if you are in Burlington, Vermont, and want to go see some fun live comedy. That's the yeah. least fun way I could have said that. <laughs>
0: yeah. You make it sound really fun, Dan. Uh, really fun. Listen, no, that's how that's how that's how jokes are told in Burlington, Vermont. That's, it's just very everyone's low-key. laid back. Yeah, even the comedy is like VR yeah. voice. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, go watch Dan be funny. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for having me on, Jim. Thank you for recording this podcast, uh, and everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Clash of Champions. I hope you're getting psyched for NXT tonight. I'll be watching it. It'll be fun. Um, and uh, we didn't talk New Japan, even though there's some cool stuff going on. But apologies, I'll I'll talk about New Japan tomorrow. on your show. All yeah, right, all right I'll, I'll take it over for the purposes of this show. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week. Humanoids. Thank you, humanoids. It's been fun. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Clowns are scary. Clowns are scary.